This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome to Markin' Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 598. We are two episodes away from 600. For those who cannot do the correct math, that is incredible and we appreciate all of you. So make sure you check out all of our past episodes, MarkinOut.com. You can also go subscribe on Apple Podcasts, over on Spotify, and wherever else you may choose. Also, go buy a t-shirt, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. Make sure you give us a follow on Instagram, a follow on Twitter, a like on Facebook, and you can even binge all of our TikTok videos. So make sure you slap that good old like on TikTok and check us out on Twitch as well. But without any further ado, it is I, Dave the Rave, and I am here with Brandon. And later on, we are going to be joined, a.k.a. Brandon will be joined by Chris. But Brandon, how are you? I am doing awesome as always, and yourself? Hey, I'm living the dream. Rocking and rolling, rising and grinding. That's what it's all about right there. How was your week? It's pretty good. What'd I went you do? to uh, my aunt and uncle's house for my cousin's daughter's birthday party. Nice. Which I have to say, the cake was really good. What was the cake? It was like vanilla Red cake velvet. with strawberries in the middle. Oh, And whipped cream. But it was like, I don't know, it was just a good cake. Really good hey, cake. Hey, that's, that's good. Like, I've had some like bad cake in my lifetime. That was really good cake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I uh, I went, I grilled some burgers, and I think they turned out absolutely awful. I'm sorry to hear that. I don't know if it was the meat or what. It's not the normal meat that I would use. Um, I did grill corn at the same time, so that was at least good from that. Mm-hmm. But I needed to redeem myself from those burgers, so I made chili. I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I had made chili back in 2020, and it was like literally one of the best things i've ever made so while this chili is not on the same level as the chili i made in 2020 i think this chili was pretty good i combined it to make a chili cheeseburger but like chili i think is good on its own burgers are good on its own i don't think the the i don't think it's necessary to combine the two I don't know. I would give it a shot. I mean, it sounds pretty good. I mean, have you never had a chili cheeseburger or something like that? Even like a chili hot dog, a coney dog? I, that's what I made last year. I mean, year. I've had or a chili hot chili. dog, but I've never had a chili che- chili cheeseburger before. But it's like even with the, the chili cheese hot dog or whatever, it's like two different flavors that I don't really want mixing. Mm-hmm. So, but the, the chili's good, so... All right, there you go, there you go. I think I got to redeem myself from the burgers with that, but I also went and saw Thor Love and Thunder this week. And how was that? There were literally four people in the theater, including me. 
And I thought nice. it was I thought it was an okay film. I don't think it was as bad as everybody was saying it was, but like mm-hmm. not close to being a top Marvel favorite for mine. I heard that it was a little bit too many jokes. I no, I definitely laughed a lot during this movie, so I, I, I appreciated that aspect of it at least. So Yeah, that's what I, I heard. Some people that it was just way too many joking uh, jokes made, and I don't know. It was just I don't know. It was just something. I don't know. I know there's like a mm-hmm. specific scene in the movie that that I think you would appreciate the most. Mm-hmm. So, which yeah. I, it was a, a really nice scene when I when I was watching it, but mm-hmm. now I have no idea. There's like a. One of the scenes in the film where it it could have been the sound on the film, but it also could have been the fact that it was pouring outside of the theater. I don't know mm-hmm. if, if there was one of the scenes with rain or not. If there was like a, a sound effect of rain in the movie. Well, when, it comes out, when it comes confusing. out on Disney Plus, I'll have to go and to that to that scene specifically and hear it to see if it's there. Yeah, that definitely sounds confusing. Yeah, but uh, it, it fit into the scene, so that's why I was like, "Ah, oh, no, this is like." I was like, "Is that rain?" But no, it just it, it yeah. just extra added sound effects there. It makes sense to me here, but uh, I, uh-huh, I, uh-huh. then when we got out of the movie, we saw that it, it poured. So I was like, "There's now I have no idea." It's possible. <laughs> but how was your week? My week was great. You know, my week was very, very good, very busy. Um, got to go to the diner, had some diner food oh, again. Diner man again. What'd you get? Oh yeah. To, this time I, what did I get? This time I got a, I can't even remember, a grilled chicken sandwich. Very good. It was grilled chicken sandwich on garlic bread and it was very, very good. I'm definitely going to be getting that again. With cheese, I assume. Um, yes, with, uh, I think it had a mozzarella cheese on it. What are there, like, roasted red peppers also, or no? I don't recall. I don't recall. But it was definitely delicious. Definitely delicious, you know? But let's get on to talking about some pro wrestling and talk about some sports entertainment and pro wrestling, pro wrestling and sports entertainment and some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Still gonna not do that because still not a hundred percent. But also, by did. the way, nah, it's not the same thing. But uh, this week, big rumors. We even spoke about it last week on the show that this episode of Monday Night Raw was gonna be going TV fourteen. But I guess the news sites prematurely uh, announced that, and it's not. And now SummerSlam is listed as TV fourteen. And I still believe that's not gonna change all that much. Yeah, I think it's just blood, really. Yeah, and I don't even think we're going to have a, all of that crazy often. No, I don't know. It's not necessary. Exactly. Um, Monday Night Raw opened really strange and odd. Titus O'Neil opened the show. He's the WWE Global Ambassador, and he spoke about how, as a WWE superstar, they get to do good. And how WWE is a safe haven and everyone's there to have a good time. I don't know why this happened. Mm. Everyone's like, well, this is obviously 
company, the Vince McMahon related, blah blah blah. But I have no idea. Well, yeah, I I believe that too. Well, it was odd. Yeah, I believe it too. After that, though, Becky Lynch came out and uh, made a bunch of train references, as if she's Railroad Rudy. Are you kidding me? And uh, said that she's going to be winning the championship at SummerSlam, and then Bianca Belair interrupted and said that this isn't the the WrestleMania Becky Lynch comeback story. It's the Bianca Belair SummerSlam comeback story. And then Carmella interrupted, and she said that if Bianca Belair loses her match against Carmella on Monday Night Raw via countout, then she'll lose the title, and then her and Becky Lynch ended up jumping Bianca Belair, and she had a quick comeback, but Becky hit the manhandle slam, and then we go into the match where Bianca Belair picks up the victory over Carmella to retain the championship. The countout thing was a big part of this match. And I I don't mind that, but it was definitely like a, a main, main focus, as it should have been with that stipulation added there. So. Yeah. I liked I, at one point Carmella used the ropes and the referee didn't see it, but Bianca Belair was still like able to kick out. So it's nice that somebody can still cheat at some point and also have it like overcome somebody cheating. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Afterwards, Becky Lynch went to hand the title to Bianca Belair and dropped it right before, showing some disrespect towards her. Yeah, Becky Lynch, you know. This entire thing with her and Bianca Belair has got to end at some point soon. Well, SummerSlam is the the main focus here, so... Yeah. I just hope hope we get Bianca Belair as champion. What's that? I hope it ends with Bianca Belair as champion. I don't think it will. I don't think it will. Well, after that, the Kevin Owens show happened with Matt Riddle as the guest. Uh, I think Kevin Owens was out for like a month. But uh, he said that he no longer cares about Ezekiel. And then he pitched being our um, bro KO to help Matt Riddle at SummerSlam. And then Riddle called him untrustworthy. And then Randy Orton, uh, Kevin Owens called Randy Orton untrustworthy. So kind of like stupid for Riddle to, to, I guess, befriend Randy Orton and not think he's trustworthy. And then uh, Seth's music played and it stopped and Kevin swore he had nothing to do with it. And then Seth jumped him from behind and hit him with two stomps. So I, I, I thought that this was pretty predictable, you know. It's Seth Rollins. I figured that he was going to come up from behind him and attack him. Seth Rollins is such a, um, I don't know. He's always he's been this mind game kind of a wrestler. So yeah, they I have think that, a, they have a match at SummerSlam later on. Seth Rollins was interviewed and uh, laughed it off basically, and he called Riddle stupid. Ezekiel interrupted and almost kind of challenged him, I guess, but it did lead to a match later on. mm Hmm. Which, I mean, I guess we could just mention Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Ezekiel. Which, I thought was a good match. Nothing really stands out other than that beautiful high knee from Ezekiel. Nothing really stands out to me either. It was just really, I don't know. I'm not too sure what's... I want to see Ezekiel really flourish in a top spot. But I think it's going to be taking a lot of time. Part of me expected Riddle to 
show up there. there. Well, yeah, given the the whole earlier circumstances and everything, I I thought maybe we'd see that. And he'd even show up afterwards. I thought he'd maybe cost Seth Rollins the match, get Ezekiel that victory there. Yeah, no, nothing. But the match that took place after the Kevin Owens show, we saw Damian Priest pick up the victory over Rey Mysterio. Uh, The Judgment Day cut a promo beforehand and said that they chose not to injure Dominic because they think that he'll actually do the right thing and join him. Join them, I should say. And we saw Balor got involved and uh, Dominic tried to take him out and he got slammed into the barricade for that. Ray took Balor out, hit the 619 and uh, Damian Priest reversed that senton into the Razor's Edge to win the match. Yeah, but that didn't end there. You know, they went after Rey Mysterio after everything with the almost a concerto. I thought Ray was going to win this. What why? Just to set up something for like to ride high, I guess, going into next week. But yeah, he they continued that beatdown and and Priest said that Dominic either joins them or he's taking the Rey Mysterio's head off. And Dominic's like, I'll join, I'll join. And then Priest is like, it doesn't work like that. And they took him out with the chair. I think that Dominic is definitely going to be joining Judgment Day for good. I don't know. I don't even know how, like, so next week, Rey Mysterio is celebrating his uh, 20 years in WWE at Madison Square Garden. And... They said he's going to be doing it by showing the Judgment Day what it means to be Mysterio. So I believe it's Mysterio's versus Judgment Day. My -hmm. question, they keep airing these these vignettes with Edge. What better venue to have Edge return than Madison Square Garden? But where does Edge fit into this? Will Edge fit into this? They keep showing footage of Edge and what they did to him. He's not going to want revenge? I don't know. I I feel like with everything, I feel like, of course, he's going to want revenge. But, oh, I mean, Dominic can attack Edge. Why would he but, attack Edge, though? But then that kind of, Edge is having a big return. Edge and Reigns are the tag team champions, I believe so. I do feel like Dominic is going to turn on Rey Mysterio and attack him. I feel like Dominic is going to join Judgment Day, which I think is a great decision. Um, it gives Rey Mysterio um, time to just get off the road for a little bit after being on it for a while, um, especially because he's veteran status. And it gives Dominic some other way to kind of spread his wings and test out something new for him, especially being new to... I mean, he's still fairly new to wrestling. I feel like this would be something good for his gimmick. And well, for uh, him as a character. But people also still believe that Bray Wyatt is 100% returning. And they think he's returning with Edge. What? Yeah. Because of these video promos. And uh, Bray Wyatt, not to, to fuel some fire or whatever, posts on his Twitter account, his bio, Begin again, kid. It's what you do. Dash VKM. So, people really do think that Bray Wyatt's coming back to WWE, but who the hell knows? You know, never say never. After that, we saw Angelo Dawkins pick up the victory over Omos via disqualification. We saw the Usos were ringside for this. Montez Ford cheated behind the referee's back, and then MVP cheated, and the referee saw 
MVP cheat. That led to take the on, DQ. What do you think on him cheating? Montez Ford? A face. Um, yeah. so... Because I know usually you're not a... But, like, based uh-huh. off of the circumstances where MVP has been getting involved, that's when it makes sense. If somebody like, let's say, Bianca Belair uses her ponytail, tries to pull her, her partner towards her, that's cheating. That's not something. I don't know. Had, had the, the heels been cheating and Bianca Belair is like, screw this, I'm going to one-up that, and then cheats back, that's fine to me. But Adam Pierce came out, sets up a tag team match. Since earlier in the night, MVP was like, I'd love to team with the with uh, almost to face off against the, the Street Profits. Street Profits end up picking up the victory over them via disqualification. Kudos to MVP for wrestling in, in a suit, pants, a dress shirt, and a tie and vest. Hey, MVP deserves a lot more credit than he gets. Um, I thought the stuff that Montez Ford did with almost was fun. Mm-hmm. Dawkins tossed MVP into the Usos, and then they tried to get into the ring. And the Profits were able to hit some double-team moves. And uh, although I don't know if the ref really needed to be distracted for that. Mm-hmm. But almost kicked out at like one for the Frog Splash. And then Montez Ford went for another one, and Jay Uso threw him off the top rope. And Usos threw the Profits into, the, into Omos, who hit them both with a choke slam at the same time, so Yeah, probably not too necessary. No, I don't think so. But uh you know. still still pumped for double J Jeff Jarrett and at, at uh SummerSlam. Yeah, well someone I'm definitely pumped for is Theory. You know, cutting a promo before his match against AJ Styles where he picked up the victory. Yeah, but he showed off Clinton. what he did what what Brock Lesnar did to the Alpha Academy last week. And then went through a list of people who don't like him. And lands on Dolph Ziggler. Showed what happened last week. I thought for sure this would open the show. How it was placed here, I have absolutely no idea. But AJ Styles and Austin Theory exchanged some words. Dolph Ziggler came out to sit ringside. And then, like you said, Austin Theory picked up that victory. But it was via countout. Yeah. Theory pushed Dolph Ziggler. And he almost slammed AJ Styles onto Dolph Ziggler, but stopped it. And then behind the referee's back, Dolph Ziggler hit Austin Theory with a super kick and got counted out. And then AJ Styles hit him with the Styles Clash afterwards. So, yeah, I, I, you know, I really want Theory to cash in successfully, but I don't know what the thing is with Ziggler, though. Like, that almost doesn't make sense. Like... So, let me, so, okay, hold on. So, we uh-huh. see we see Alexa Bliss, Dana Brooke, and Asuka pick up the victory over Tamina, Dewdrop, and Nikki A.S.H. Yeah, try to make sense of this one. Reggie showed up, Akira Tozawa showed up, he won the, the 24-7 championship. How the rules weren't suspended during this are beyond me, but commentary spoke about, like, her not getting the rules suspended, so I could forgive that. Nikki won the championship from Akira Tozawa. Alexa Bliss won the championship. Dewdrop got the title to Mina. And then finally Dana Brooke rolled her up. And then Asuka made Nikki tap to win the match. I thought that match kind of sucked. I, I hated all the, the 24-7 stuff involved. 
There wasn't yeah. much to the I actual mean, match. I didn't. I I couldn't tell who was the legal competitor at that point. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, no, some I of I think that it was seven championship victories could have been to me. Not knowing who the legal competitor was could have been the end of the actual six person tag match. Yeah, and I was very surprised that even somebody like Alexa Bliss picked up a victory during this. But see, something like that, I don't mind. I don't mind her being a former now, former 24-7 champion. Mm -hmm. It's just something like, again, it goes back to like the hardcore championship. Undertaker was a hardcore champion. Mm -hmm. So I don't mind stuff like that. But we closed Monday Night Raw with Miz TV. And Logan Paul was the guest. Miz really tried to get Logan Paul to change his mind about SummerSlam. And Logan Paul wasn't having any of it. And Miz is like, you're a rookie. You need to earn a one-on-one shot. And said he'll be at and they he said he'll be at Madison Square Garden next week. And he's like, I'll host my own show, Impulsive, at Madison Square Garden. And Logan teased Miz about his blueberries. <laughs> Miz accepts the challenge, tries to attack Logan Paul. Logan takes over and Champa attacks Logan Paul. He escapes. But this goes back to the to the previous segment with Austin Theory. I thought for sure SummerSlam, the way they had built it up the other week, to me was AJ Styles and Logan Paul versus Miz and Champa. Mm-hmm. Now I have absolutely no idea. We have Austin Theory defending the U.S. Championship, or or Bobby Lashley defending the U.S. Championship at SummerSlam against Austin Theory. Do we see Dolph Ziggler? Added to that match, do we see AJ Styles added to that match? I don't see. Uh, I I don't see them being added to the match. That's what that's what makes no sense. I can't see AJ Styles not being booked for SummerSlam, and this whole stuff, this whole thing with Dolph Ziggler makes absolutely no sense right now. Yeah, last no, week I, I'm like beyond here for it. Then they I don't. Mean, but open there's Monday no Night pro- Raw with it. And yeah, but there's no promos even to explain what's taking place. I'm with saying it. it's very confusing. And even now with the end of Monday Night Raw where Champa attacked Logan Paul, there's still it's two on one situation over there. So I don't understand where AJ Styles is gonna fit into SummerSlam, and I don't understand where Dolph Ziggler fits into that that theory storyline. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, it's very confusing. Um But it wasn't a bad episode of Monday Night Raw, I'll say that. No, I wouldn't say it was very bad. It was still entertaining. I mean, I you didn't know. say very. I said I wouldn't say it was bad. Okay, all right. <laughs> Which well, I, in turn means it wouldn't be not. very bad. But but yeah. uh, moving over yeah. to NXT, we opened with JD McDonough picking up the victory over Cameron Grimes. I thought these two killed it. They put on a really good match. Yeah, I think that Grimes is really showing exactly recently has been showing how good he really is. And this was just entertaining. Yeah, and I think JD obviously had to win this match, but um, still a good match for Grimes. I like the one spot when Cameron Grimes' foot got caught in the ropes and JD didn't let up on that. He just kept attacking Cameron Grimes' foot. Yeah. Joe Gacy was there afterwards just shaking his head. Later on, we see Cameron Grimes flip out when he was asked a question. Like, he was furious. 
And Joe Gacy approached him, and Grimes is just repeating over and over again, not now, not now. And then further later Storms on... out of there. Yeah. Later on, even more, we see Joe Gacy reveal the dyad. Oh, no, I don't want to... Can we skip this? The grizzled young veterans are now facial hairless. Their mm. eyes are like Kane. Mm. And they're going by Jagger, Reed, and Rip Fowler. I guess Ugh, this hurts. I guess they had to change their names. I don't know what their shoot names are or whatever, no. but no, this hurts. It's unfortunate, this but no. we'll see. This where did it not goes have here, to man. happen. We Joe Gacy has been saying for weeks they deserve to they deserve accolade after accolade or whatever, perhaps, and um, maybe we'll finally get to see them become champions. <sighs> I, I hate to say it, but not like this. Well. I mean, there there was no need to change what was already good. Like they like their gimmick, their on mic ability, they were awesome. They didn't need to be repackaged. I hate them. Zach Gibson's real name is not Zach Gibson, and it's not even close to that. And you see, didn't have to change it. And James Drake is uh, James Dowell, so that's similar. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, it's unfortunate, but I'm not giving up on them. I'm not giving up on the damn vets. <laughs> After that, no. we saw Cora Jade come out, cut a promo. Uh, kind of, I mean, she kind of seems like she's jealous that Roxanne was getting all the attention over her. Basically blaming the fans and Roxanne Perez. And she highlighted... That she wanted to make the NXT Women's Tag Team Championships the most important championships in WWE. But not 30 minutes after winning those championships, Roxanne Perez was like, I'm cashing in my shot. I want the Women's Championship. And she claimed that Roxanne used her to get to NXT. She throws the championship in the trash can. Obviously, we've seen that before with a Lundra Blaze Medusa on WCW Nitro. I thought it was a really good promo from Cora Jade. I hope mm-hmm. that Roxanne Perez holds on to the title. Um, I, It's going to be interesting to see what they do with it. I'm almost certain we discussed this. Um, do you th- who's, who do you think is going to come in? Well, I don't think it's me, Bob Holly. I don't Could think it's it be me, Sparky Ted DiBiase Plug? Jr. <laughs> Could it be Sparky Plug, though? No. No? I don't know, like, I don't know, because, like, there's, there's like, Indy Hartwell. But I don't know. Maybe she'll just defend it in a, a handicap match and lose it. Mm-hmm. We still should have Katana Chance and Caden Carter be champions at some point. Or maybe this is just them giving up on the titles altogether. Yeah. You see what they did on the main roster. That's so. true. That's true. After that, we saw Roderick Strong pick up the victory over Damon Kemp. Um, Roddy had Diamond Mine stay in the back for this. And Tony D'Angelo showed up on the screen. And the family beating up Diamond Mine backstage. Roddy took advantage of that to pick up the victory. Uh, as far as the match goes, I thought it was another good match. Yeah, no, it was definitely a good match. It was solid. Also thought Kemp was winning this. I was wrong a lot this week. 
Yeah. But after the break, Roddy goes backstage. He blamed the Creeds for getting attacked. And then he yelled at Damon for showing up later. Like, they, or like a second later or whatever. And they, 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 it, which is so bizarre because, like, clearly the reason why he showed up later was because Roddy beat him. Of course. But they have to do something with this soon. Well, he claimed that they're going to finish, um, uh, Finish it with Tony D'Angelo next week. Mm-hmm. Really good promo here from Julius later on. Thought that was a good promo later on. Yeah. After that, Briggs and Jensen successfully retaining the NXT UK Tag Team Championships against Pretty Deadly. We saw Briggs toss Elton out of the ring at one point, and he bumped into Fallon Henley. So that hurt her chances of winning the Battle Royal later on. Which was nice to see that carryover. Yeah, and then Elton gave the title to Kit and Briggs. And when the referee took the championship away from Briggs, Kit went to use it. But Fallon got up on the apron and got into like a tug of war with the championship. And Briggs and Jensen were able to take advantage of that, pick up the victory, retain those titles. They are defending the titles next week on NXT UK against Wild Boar and um, um, Mark Andrews, I believe. So I don't know. I I'm excited to see what's going to happen with Pretty Deadly. Um, I mean, I know Briggs and Jensen are champs with uh, over there, but you know what? Pretty Deadly. I kind of happy they didn't win because I want to see them remain on the main NXT instead of. Ha- being given a reason to go back to the UK, you know? Right. I've been liking these Roll Tide gimmicks from them, though. Yeah, for sure. After that, Brown Breaker made his way out. He said that he respects Cameron Grimes, and then he addressed J.D. McDonough, and basically said McDonough's going to be paying. J.D. showed up on the screen and said instead of competing against Braun, he's going to dissect him. And he knows exactly how to tear tendon from the bone. And he showed, he drew it on a little mannequin gimmick. So, yeah, that should be interesting to see them fight. That's, uh, I don't see JD winning the championship, though. No? I could see something Unless, like that. I mean, I mean, he could definitely win the championship, and then boom, Braun Breaker's up on SmackDown or Raw or something like that. But I just don't necessarily nah. see that happening. Too. Like, it's, to me, kind of too soon. Yeah, I, I guess so. Probably too soon for that for something like that to take place. After that, they cut to but. last week's SmackDown and showed after the show where Solo Sokoa was being interviewed and Von Wagner attacked him. So that's still going to keep going. Why were both of them at SmackDown? I don't know. Yeah. Um. Who knows? But next up, you had the debut of Axiom picking up the victory over Dante Chen. Um, Cool entrance. That blurred effect on the screen or whatever it was, I thought was really cool. Yeah. Remind me of that. What's the name? Um, From the Ant-Man movies? Ghost. Yeah. The character Ghost. But yeah, kind of Axiom, like a, that's sort of an effect. Axiom pretty much uses the same move still as A-Kid. So it was, for the most part, just a showcase of the new character and everything. Mm-hmm. Quite the controversy. I don't even think we should get into it, do we? 
Why? You, you, you just brought it up? Might as I, well. mean, I don't know where it's like... I mean, who cares? When, when they first showed the video of the... Uh, of of A-Kid wearing that mask, there is a wrestler named Razorwing who has a very similar mask. Who's Whether, that? What? Who's Razor Ring? It's a, a pro Ring. wrestler. Uh-huh. Chikara wrestled the same time as A-Kid on some shows. So, I don't think it comes down to A-Kid. I also think there are other wrestlers out there with very, very similar masks that had their masks for years prior to Razor Wing. Yeah, but why can't you wear similar masks? I mean, this is like very, very similar. Very so he similar. took the same mask. I don't. It, who's Razor Wing? I mean, he's known. Who? Who is he? I don't know what more you want me to if say. If he's known, I'm not so giving then you he's accolades. Not what do you mean? He's known. But you don't know him. Yes, of course. So who is he? He was in Chikara. I've never heard of him. I bet you you have. Who does he wrestle for now? I mean, now I don't know, but... I don't know. And then everything, other stuff, this gimmick, apparently Deanna Perrazzo pitched this whole gimmick for herself years ago. So... And then there was the, the, the whole promo from Impact Wrestling, and now that starts to make sense. But we've mm-hmm. heard about wrestlers pitching stuff and then other wrestlers getting it. So, yeah, I think that's just very controversial. Yeah, I I just think that it's business. Business is like, you know, you got to protect yourself. Yeah. Earlier in the night, they showed footage of Giovanni Vinci uh, pulling up and a woman asked for a picture with him. But he ends up taking a picture of himself, which I thought was funny. And Chase, you showed up and disrupted him. They left their bus parked right in front of his car. So I think we're going to see that be a match coming up soon. Maybe Andre Chase versus Giovanni Vinci. We had uh, another barbershop segment with Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams. I know you don't like these. I don't like these. To me, they're pointless. They did mention Giovanni Vinci, though. So, makes you wonder whether or not that plays a factor. I have no idea. But we saw another scan here video clip gimmick really quickly. And when you scanned it, it was a video of a woman of her her feet walking up. And it was titled Up Next. And Up Next was a 20-woman battle royal to see who's the next contender for the NXT Women's Championship. Mm Mm-hmm. Zoe Stark. It was Zoe Stark. I was right. Yeah, she won, you called She it. won the, the Battle Royal, became the number one contender. I thought this was a really good Battle Royal. Okay, I'm just going to say, I pulled up this Razor Wing. It's similar, but not too much similar. I mean, it's a it's really different. similar. Just the side. I mean, the sides, but, you know, there's the different. He doesn't even have that diamond on the front of it. He doesn't have that mohawk going through it. Right. I mean, what? Wrestlers can't take apparel that they admire or that they think is cool and then 
redesign it. But again, that's definitely not a kid doing it. There's no way. Who knows? I mean, but even still, people are going to be so dramatic over anything. Mm. Jeez. But yeah, so I thought this was a good battle royal. Everybody off the bat circled Cora Jade. And she left the ring. Ivy Nile threw her back in and the whole match starts. And I couldn't watch this at all. I'm going to be straight up. I did not watch this match. I couldn't watch this match. I told Brandon I was walking away from this match because they were yelling too much. It was late. It was after there, work. There was I'm a tired. Lot of yelling in this, yeah. I was so tired, and all I'm hearing is ah, oh, eh, eh, ah, and I'm like, okay, I'm over this. I'm going to the All Star game. No, not gonna happen. But I'm Cora predictable. Jade, Cora Jade ran ran to the back, and uh, we saw Lash Legend try to eliminate Alba Fire, but she ends up taking both of them out. Alba Fire took both of them out, and Matt went to a brawl to the back. Wendy Chu. Saved herself in a very Kofi Kingston-esque spot, I guess, by landing on a pillow. And commentary popped me. They were like, more like Comfy Kingston. (laughs) I thought that was really funny. But she was able to get back in from that. Um, Although Tiffany Stratton ended up taking her out with like a a tumbler or a cup or whatever you call those things. Yeah. Uh, The elimination spot with Carter and Chance I thought was really nice. Paxley eliminated herself to help out Ivy Nile in that spot with uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. And then it came down to Zoe Stark, Nikita Lyons, Fallon Henley, and Tiffany Stratton. Um, Prior to Zoe Stark's return, I would have thought maybe Henley could have had the victory because of the injuries from earlier in the night. Like, she would overcome the injuries. But, yeah. We saw Tiffany Stratton and Stark have some really close calls with the eliminations. And then at the very last second when Zoe Stark was in the ring by herself, Cora Jade ran in at the the very, very last second, tried to eliminate Stark, but she saw it, avoided it, picked up the victory. And it was Toxic Attraction who took out Zoe Stark in the first place. So, it's nice to see her get a title shot against Mandy Rose now. Yeah, and it all comes full circle with that, you know? Yeah. All comes full circle. I mean, I still need to see more of Zoe Stark, you know? I still have to be won over a little bit more. I know she has improved a ton from when we started watching. So, I just want to see more. But I also don't want to see Mandy Rose lose. Right. She Like, honestly, if you're going to say... Who had the best comeback of 2022? I think Mandy Rose totally is up there. Look at her comeback. Is that a comeback, though? Was she... I don't know. Like, I mean... I I would put it in a comeback, you know? She was off TV for a back uh, bit, and then she came back to NXT. And everybody kind of, like, doubted her. Um, and, like, why she was NXT and everything like that. And look at how good she's doing now. I mean, me and you have been fans of Mandy Rose for a long time. Even in her in-ring ability, when fans really bashed her, we were very supportive of it. And I think that what she has transformed herself into on NXT is is incredible and awesome. So, what if Stark loses and the next person challenging... Mandy Rose for her championship is Sonya Deville. 
I would be up for it. I would definitely be up for it. Although both you know? of them are healed, but of course, you know. But once you have that championship involved, I mean, anything is fair game, no? Yeah, but I mean, it could happen. But I mean, maybe it's Io Shirai. You keep on hearing those rumors of whether she signed a contract or didn't sign a contract. What's happening? Yeah, we'll have to wait and see what happens with that. Yeah. But moving over to NXT UK, we saw Isla Dawn pick up the victory over Fallon Henley. Decent match. Again, wrong. I thought Fallon Henley was going to win this. Uh, Dave Mastiff picked up the victory over Josh Morell. I thought Morell had some good offense in this. He did get his like first victory the other week. But Mastiff hit him with a few rolling fireman's carries and then... Uh, a senton picked up the victory, but he did show mutual respect afterwards and shook his hand. So I like that aspect of the match. Amelia McKenzie picked up the victory over Nina Samuels in a good match where um, I definitely didn't think Nina Samuels was winning this match. She did. Um, Amelia McKenzie lost her last two matches, so she needed this victory. So I thought that was that was nice. Especially being tied to Mako Satamora the way she is. Mm-hmm. Um, main event, though, saw Trent Seven pick up the victory over Sam Gradwell. They spent some time outside of the ring in this match. Trent tried to leave at one point. Gradwell stops him only to be smashed. His knee gets smashed on the, the ring steps. And from then, Trent was able to work over his knee. He ripped off, ripped off the, the knee brace and everything where Trent goes to use it. And then Gradwell goes to use it, and the referee stops him. And when he's distracted, Trent Lowe blowed him, picks up the victory off of that, continued the attack after the match, and Tyler Tyler Bate ran out and chased him off. So eventually we're going to get that match. I would like to see Trent Seven versus Tyler Bate actually be spotlighted and take place since we're, like, it seems like we're not getting any sort of takeover events or any sort of big NXT events upcoming. Uh-huh. I would like to see that match spotlighted on uh, Clash at the Castle. That would be an interesting move. Because, I mean, it's the UK. I think both of them could be in a spot like that. I think we could have an NXT UK championship or some sort of women's championship. Even Mako could be defending the title some against somebody. But we won't know until after SummerSlam. Yeah, but that would be interesting. Yeah, so, and I had very high hopes of Sasha Banks facing Mako in 2022, but that clearly doesn't seem like it's happening, so. Yeah. But before I move over to SmackDown, uh, a bunch of big things taking place. Triple H was announced to be resuming his position as the executive uh, vice president of talent relations. Then the next big bit of news came about around 4 p.m. A tweet from Vince McMahon that announced his retirement. And they put out a full statement where he basically said, as he approaches 77 years old, he feels like it's time for him to retire as chairman and CEO of WWE. And named... Stephanie McMahon and Nick Khan as co-CEOs. 
And then it was reported that Brock Lesnar left SmackDown saying something along the lines of, if he's gone, I'm gone. And that brings us to SmackDown where Stephanie McMahon, she addressed Vince retiring and went over what the WWE Universe is to everybody and basically just wanted to thank Vince McMahon and and had the crowd chant, thank you, Vince. But that is like a very crazy Friday that we got that Triple H news and then a few hours later that Vince McMahon news is just so crazy. But SmackDown, after that Stephanie McMahon segment, we open up with the Street Profits who spoke about SummerSlam. Austin Theory interrupted and said nobody cares what they're they're uh, they're having to do at SummerSlam. It's about what he's going to be doing at SummerSlam. And then the Usos came out and they threatened Theory and Theory said Montez Ford and Bianca Belair are going to be leaving SummerSlam without their championships, which led to a brawl between the Usos and the Street Profits. And then Austin Theory jumped in. Madcap Moss tried to make the save and got jumped at first. But the faces took over the segment, and it sets up the main event to SmackDown. We saw Ludwig pick up the victory over Nakamura, which I thought was a decent match. Not much really stands out, but a big part of it was Gunter being pissed off at Ludwig. And we saw Gunter distract Nakamura twice, and once behind the referee's back, clocked him in the face. Ludwig was able to take advantage of that, pick up the victory there. And then Gunter yelled at Ludwig as if he was going to chop him again and stops, gives him a pat on the shoulder. Ludwig lowers his defenses or whatnot and uh, uh, Walter, (laughs) Gunter chops the absolute hell out of Ludwig, sands him to the floor. After that, we got a segment backstage with Liv Morgan and Ronda Rousey where Rousey's like, you better shake my hand afterwards. And Liv was like, I need the championship. I need the win more than you do. And I will make sure to shake your hand after I win. Corbin randomly attacked Pat McAfee out of nowhere. He was talking about Liv Morgan being on a show this week. And he ate a big boot. And then McAfee went and uh, chased him back to Gorilla. They fought a little bit. It was broken up. Uh, Just more hype for for their match at SummerSlam. We saw the Viking Raiders pick up the victory over Jinder Mahal and Shanky via countout. Ivar, at one point, tossed Jinder Mahal into New Day, who was sitting ringside. The absolute worst part of this whole segment was the mask that Xavier Woods wore before this match. I think it was literally one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in pro wrestling, and I hope to God... I never see that again. It's all over my timeline, and I really hope (laughs) that I never see that again. Uh, We saw a a segment with the Brawling Brutes where Sheamus came out and said that there's no way he's facing Drew McIntyre until the sword is banned from ringside. And then McIntyre came out and said that he wants a match right then and there. And Sheamus is like, yeah, okay, just not tonight. And then said it'll happen next week on SmackDown. The sword is banned. But we have our first ever shillelagh match. And then Drew McIntyre chopped one of uh, Sheamus' shillelaghs in half with the sword. So 
I'm looking forward to that. It's no DQ, no countout, etc. I don't know why that's not taking place at SummerSlam, though. I, th- I feel like that should take place at SummerSlam. Um, earlier on, Sonya Deville was backstage basically making fun of all the chaos that's taken place under Adam Pearce. And he told her that she has a match against Raquel Rodriguez. Rodriguez picked up the victory over Sonya Deville. I thought it was a decent match. Obvious outcome. But uh, it's just good to see Sonya Deville wrestling again. I thought for how little we've seen her, it's not like she lost it or anything. So I enjoyed the match. After that, Lacey Evans versus Aaliyah didn't happen again. Lacey cut a promo about how much she's accomplished in a day. And she ends up hitting Aaliyah with a woman's right and walked off. That match gets made for next week as well. And then we see a Maximum Male Models reveal, I guess. Maxine Dupree was revealed to be Sophia Cromwell. So I'm not quite sure how that's going to work with the Robert Stone brand. Given that, like, she was part of that. After that, we saw Double J, Jeff Jarrett backstage, basically just say that Adam Pierce chose him as the special guest referee because Adam Pierce knows that Jeff Jarrett would call the match straight down the middle. Uh, who would have thought we would see Jeff Jarrett on SmackDown twice in 2022, let alone once? But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm still excited for that match at SummerSlam. But it led into the main event where the Street Profits and Madcap Moss picked up the victory over the Usos and Austin Theory via disqualification. At one point, Austin Theory tried to leave the match. Jay rocks him with a super kick. Theory continued the match. And Madcap, at one point, just kept bodying him in the corner. And Theory picked up the Money in the Bank briefcase. Clocks Madcap with it. Costs them the match. Him and the Usos. Continues the beatdown with the briefcase. (laughs) And then Brock Lesnar. No one was expecting that. Brock Lesnar shows up. So Bam roasted to the news site gimmicks. He beat the absolute hell out of Austin Theory with the briefcase. And then F5'd Austin Theory onto the briefcase to end SmackDown. So who who can you trust in this business? (laughs) In this news site business, I guess. But uh, what a eventful day this was. Um, that's SmackDown. Going to take a quick little break. I'll be right back with Chris here on Marking Out. This is the new effing show, Jerry Lynn, and you're listening to Marking Out. And back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Chris here with you for episode 598, and I'm here with Brandon. Brandon, what is going on? Not much at all. How about yourself? You had a busy week. I always have a busy week. Come on, it's the summer. I have to hang out with my children all day long, and I went to Legoland. How was that? It was, it was, you could like, it was cool. You can tell because it was supposed to open in 2020, but obviously, you know. Um, and then it opened 2021, and there's still a lot more stuff in the park that needs to be, like, done. There's, like, other areas. There's, like, uh, so when you get there, there's, like, it's it also, too, it's a very hilly park. So there's a lot of walking, a lot of oh, stairs, a lot of steps. It, it's a small park, though, so it's not bad. 
Um, but bigger than Adventureland, right? Yeah, bigger than. Uh, it yeah. has to be. There's no. Yeah, way. it's bigger than Adventureland. Uh, but you get there and there's like a mini town. So they have like mini, like, and I sent one to you of Madison Square Garden. Are you going on Monday, by the way, Raw? Nah. No. No, no, and right. it's funny because anyway, like, Square... tickets. I I didn't realize tickets were like almost gone for that show. Really? I thought they I thought they would still be there, but no, that's like basically gone. Wow. But you get there, and then there's like this mini town area that has like different like New York City and Washington D.C. and San Francisco and Vegas. I saw that they had a mini sculpture of the Bellagio, and I just had like really bad flashbacks to Vegas. <laughs> Uh, but it was cool. Then they have like different like areas. So there was like a Lego pirate area, which was I think my favorite part. Um, there's Lego City. There's Lego Castle. There's Lego Ninjago, and they have you know rides that are you know the one roller coaster. Um, and it was good. Kids had fun. Kids had a good day. One thing is, I bought one of those like commemorative cups where you pay like twenty bucks and you get to refill it all day long. Right. So I filled it up the first time, and it was it was a hot it was hot, but it's not as hot as it, as it is today. Um, and then I go to fill it up again. It's like, oh, you have to wait 45 minutes. I'm like, what is oh, that? Oh, that's so stupid. Oh, my God. I was pissed. And then I had to wait 45 minutes on a stupid flying saucer ride to go back and then fill it up. I'm like, I wanted to fill it up before we left, but I didn't. I understand if it's like, if you like, oh, hey, can I get a cup with that? Where it's like, oh, you're definitely giving somebody this. Yeah. But like on a hot day. Yeah, it was a hot one. Did you get the yellow brick ice cream or no? No, my kids wanted the other. Like they had like blue and purple ice cream, so they wanted that. Did we you didn't see get... the yellow ice cream or no? Yes, I did. I saw a lot of people eating it. Um, I saw the grandma grandma apple fries or apple fries, or whatever. I didn't get those, but Legoland has its own beer. Oh wow! So when the ki- yeah, so like is the it kids specifically the Legoland like... or is it like the New York area? It's made from the Newburgh Brewery. brewery. Um, I have to pull up the picture. It's called Build It Boss. Like, they couldn't put Lego stuff on it, obviously, or else they'd be slapped with a cease and desist. Um, but it looks like, you know, like there's a like a robot on it, and there's bricks on top of it, and it's called, like, a mini IPA because, you know, Legos are mini blocks. Right. So um, it was good. It was delicious. It, it uh, quenched my thirst, uh, you know, halfway through the day. All of, like the, the We went with another family, and, like, the moms were like, oh, yeah, we'll go on the roller coaster again. And uh, me and the, the other dad that was there were like, all right, let's get some beers. So we sat, had some beers. It was good. Uh, How were the lines? The drive there. The lines weren't weren't bad in the morning, but then in the afternoon, for some of these rides, they just they're slow and they have to take a lot of safety precautions, especially because a it's Lego. Um, it's made of Legos. <laughs> what? No, they're not like, made of Legos. Um, and you know, and Lego has uh, you know a reputation, so like every single kid has to be checked and checked again on the rides. Um, I, we waited like forty five minutes, as I said, for this like flying like you pedal. It's called like Merlin's like roundabout or whatever it was called, where you fly, you pedal, and the thing goes up, and you don't pedal, and it goes down. But I think like the roller coaster, we waited like ten minutes for, so it wasn't that bad. That's not bad, no. No, it's not bad at all. Um, but it was a fun day. We've got a heat wave, so I've been trying to stay cool. Um, yes, last night was fun because we have you know we we have a lot of property in our backyard, and I. Uh, I don't want to put a pool in my backyard because I don't want my taxes to go up. So I filled up a mini pool, sat in the backyard last night, and then we have kids that live next door, and they're, like, jumping on their trampoline and having a great time, and I just started shooting them with water guns over the fence. 
<laughs> it was great. Stop, Mr. No, they were they're like, come on, shoot me more. <laughs> no, but then they came back and they got their water guns and then they got the hose. <laughs> trying to shoot the hose over the fence. And then the mom's like, what's going on here? I'm like, oh, we're just having a little fun. Uh, I didn't start this at all. See you later. Ran inside. Um, but I did get a Lego build when I was at Legoland. Of, Which uh, one? Co- a cockatiel and a little chick. I did it the other day with Jordan. Did you see Jordan the office like one they released? Um, I didn't see that. I saw the Friends one while we were there. But I think the the office one's like relatively new. Yeah, it's like so, I don't know if it's like two hundred bucks or something. I mean, well, com- I mean, well, Comic Con's uh, San Diego Comic Con's going on right now, and you know we'll talk about that because uh, I think every adult collector in their brain uh, lost a little piece of themselves yesterday with what Mattel was putting out. <laughs> Jeez, I'll talk about it in mark out moments because there was a lot of them. Uh, but let's talk about professional wrestling because we have a lot of professional wrestling. This week, we have a pay-per-view this weekend for Ring of Honor. But we're going to start off with last Friday with Rampage. And you start the show off with great tag team action as the, the Kings of the Black Throne pick up the victory over John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Uh, fantastic tag team action. Predictable, yes, but... Um, Probably should have been the main event. Yeah, you think? Yeah, because I feel like that main event was like nothing. No, not it. Especially with what happened afterwards. You know, afterwards, you have the Kings of the Black Throne leaving, and then Darby Allen just comes out of nowhere and jumps off the uh, the tunnel. Uh, and Brody and Darby have really been in what you could say has been a very uh, a blood feud recently. And it's not even been on AEW. It's been at indie shows, too, where Brody... Uh, it's been power- at autograph signings. It's been at autograph <laughs> signings where Brody powerbombed uh, Darby through a table. Um but these two kind of stare down, and then you have Malachi Black and Sting come out and kind of just stare each other down. And like, I, I like—I forgot who said it on. Um, Excalibur said it on commentary. He's like, "These guys are playing a chess match right now. Who's going to make the first move?" Yeah, so. and it's funny because they had the the Miro promo that aired later, or not later, right after, which ties into that, and um, and it ties into what happened on uh, Dynamite. Yeah, so he's basically talking about how. He could feel the mist. He got hit with that mist of Malachi Black's, and he doesn't know if it's leading him to being recruited by House of Black or if it's leading to him destroying it or whatever. But then it immediately went into a Shark Week video, and I was like, I'm so confused. What is this? Because I thought it was part of Rampage. And I had to, like, rewind it. I'm like, oh, it's a Shark Week commercial. I thought that was the funniest thing. Yep. So after this, you know, we say we said it, Ring of Honor's got a big pay-per-view coming up this weekend, Death Before Dishonor, and the Ring of Honor title was on the line as Jonathan Gresham, with Tully Blanchard, picks up the victory over Lee Moriarty. Um, this was wrestling. Fortunately, boring to me. Yeah, because you don't like wrestling. You like, I like you wrestling. Like Dude, the crowd wasn't into this. This was the longest match, and literally nothing happened in this match. I thought it was, it was just great. A bunch of, dude, it was a sack tap and a bunch of rest holds. A sack tap and a bunch of rest holds. That's uh, exactly what happened. And at the and, end of this match, he made Moriarty tap out. But I think the bigger part of this was after was after the match. Yeah, it was so Claudio. You said you, last week. Last week we spoke about we spoke about this. You said you're not familiar with Jonathan Gresham on the microphone. No, I thought his what? No, I, I wasn't. No. I, so after this one, he, he got on the microphone. I feel like he had a very old school promo delivery here. Saying, you know, he's the best, he's the best hold for hold wrestler in the world, and he's going to be on TV every week and outclass uh, all of your favorite wrestlers. And who walks out, which I foreshadowed last week, 
Claudio Castagnoli. His music hits, and it looks like uh, Claudio has his sight set, and it's announced. Claudio versus Jonathan Gresham at Death Before Dishonor for the ROH World Heavyweight Championship. So, we know Claudio is a very great technical wrestler, so this is going to be a fun match. I don't think this match would be the main event. Um, and then because- Stokely tried to, I think, uh, recruit Lee Moriarty, no? Uh, I think that was... Um, and then I, Matt Seidel yelled at him, and then that set up him versus Dante Martin? That, that happened on uh, Dynamite this week. What? So anyway, let's continue on with ha- what happened on Rampage. You have Chris Statlander and Athena pick up the victory over Charlotte and Robin Renegade. <laughs> I was looking forward to this match. Why? I just, I, mean, I like the Renegade twins. I like Athena. I like Chris Statlander. And then, <laughs> and then nothing happened. The faces took out the heels beforehand. And then it was like a 30 second yeah. match. Yep. It was more like we've been seeing this recently. It's this feud going on with Statlander and Athena against Jade Cargill and the baddies. You know, afterwards, uh, Layla Gray comes out, you know, Layla Gray's in the baddie section and, Athena and Chris Statlander begin to hit her, and then Kira Hogan and Jade Cargill come down. So it, that, it's more like this match was more to tell that story than it was about the match. That And that aftermath didn't even make sense to me because they had the upper hand. Who had the upper hand? Athena and, and Chris Statlander. Yes. They had their, their doomsday device move that they were going to hit on Layla Gray, and then that's when Jade's music hit. Jade jogs her way down to the ring. They get into the ring, and then they get beat up. They had the upper hand in that situation. They got beat up. Good. Okay, good. It shows you how dominant uh, Athena and uh, Chris Statlander can be. After that, we saw the Gun Club get cut off by the acclaimed who came out to fight. And yep. Billy stopped them to uh, scissor, I guess. One and last time. Bowens is like, screw this. Super kick Billy. Took out Colton and Austin. Still very unfortunate because I like this group. So did I. Their promos were great, but there has to be there has to be like a long term thing going here. Um, and then your main event, the Lucha Brothers, pick up the victory over Private Party. Um, okay, cool. Andrade I mean, got them to face the Lucha Bros, even though the AHFO broke up. I and they, they mentioned that it's like, hey, Andrade, we haven't seen you in a long time. Congratulations on getting married. What the hell happened? You know. But we saw Roosh run out, ref turns around, sees it, turns back around, pretends not to see it. Penta comes out, uh, or Penta is able to... Uh, I really want you to ref a match one day, Brandon. I, I'm not trained to be a professional referee. Well, They are, and they're not doing it correctly. All right, well... But Penta's able to hit the, the Destroyer, even though he was just attacked, so that didn't make sense to me. But it made to me, it made Roosh coming out completely pointless and... Happened while he was still in the ring, that, that, uh, the Destroyer. But it's a good match on paper. I thought it was terribly executed. And like I said before, I don't think this should have been the main event. Yeah, absolutely. Because you could have uh, gone off the air with the chaos of that promo. I mean, like House of Black and, and Dark Order was a much better match. Yeah, it was. I thought it was awesome. Well, also, yeah. too, I, in that match, too, I like the fact that, like, they tried to, like, the the, uh, the Beaver Boys, Dark Order, whatever you want to call them, they tried to go for that, like, stunner kick into the German suplex thing. They tried it once, it didn't work, and then they tried it again, and it actually worked, which I, I, I thought was a cool spot. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get over to Fighter Fest Week 2. Uh, Shark Week galore. 
And I, I think we spoke about this last week. I said the, I think the, the higher-ups wanted everything to be shark-themed. You had shark-themed foam hats. Um, you had shark week all over the banners around the outside of the ring and on the ring skirt. So sh- they're really hyping up shark week. And you know who is the MC for shark week? Yes, I saw. He's now all elite. Yeah. <laughs> I saw him on a commercial for AEW Dynamite, The Rock. Dwayne The Rock Johnson. So, uh, How you did start AEW off... pull The Rock? <laughs> That's it. Tony Khan's getting that big money. Uh, anyway, you start off with Brody King picking up the victory over Darby Allen. I liked this match a lot. Dave hated it. I liked it. I liked when Darby went off that top rope and Brody bodied him. Yeah, I know. I like swatted him away like a fly like that. And this is what I said to Dave. I'm like, Darby is so over within AEW. And you want to start getting guys up there. And especially over the past couple weeks, like you've been kind of seeing like Brody King getting like elevated in these big spots. He had that match against Moxley. Now he's having a match against and Darby Allen. And he destroyed him. I was worried. Like it wasn't like I could have 100 percent hated this match. If we saw this. To me, this was a very, very similar match we saw earlier in the year. We saw Darby Allen face the Butcher. And the Butcher controlled all of that match against Darby Allen. Darby was like dead in that match, just like he was in this match. And then a coffin drop to the outside to the Butcher cost him the match. And I hated that. So thank God that was not anything like that outcome for this. Yeah. So, but like again, they're doing a good job of building up Brody King, and I won't stop marking out when I hear God's hate when he comes to the ring. And then um, Brody continued the attack after the match, which drew Sting out, and Sting got the upper hand. The lights go out. Uh, you hear a, a bump on the mat. Commentators like, "Well, what was that?" Lights come back on. Brody's on the mat, but Malachi Black was face to face with Sting. Yes. Go, he that, spits again. that mist in Sting's face. Brody chokes him out. Miro shows up. With sunglasses, which was so awkward. And he has the the glasses uh, different framed colored or whatever to, to affect, to look like the mist affected his glasses too, I guess. I don't know. I don't, I, maybe he'll take off, maybe he'll have the sunglasses on for a couple weeks and then just take them off and his eyes are like fully blacked out. It's that- just, I think it's just going to be the one eye, though. So now we question, and I feel like I've questioned this recently somewhere. Sting, is he coming back as the Joker Sting soon? Uh, no, I don't think so. That mist has to affect him. There's no way. Oh, absolutely. Maybe we won't see him for a couple weeks. Maybe he'll just be an even darker Sting. I think half the face. We could see a half like Joker Sting face. Or maybe or just a half face Sting, and he joins the... Maybe he goes like King yeah, Crimson, face like face paint makeup instead of uh, the Joker one, because the Joker was still really silly. So next up, I don't know. I, I thought like... Joker Sting was fine. It was, it was kind of lame. Um, but then again, wrestling is subjective. Uh, Blackpool Combat Club picks up a victory over the best friends. Um, you got to see Wheeler Yuta face off against his former best friends, and let me just tell you the riveting commentary that Orange Cassidy gave us in this match. Whatever. <laughs> yeah, whatever. It was fine. <laughs> Uh, it was an expected outcome, and Wheeler yeah. Yuta gets the pin. A nice, him really up. nice pin. Yeah, really. Oh, the the, the seatbelt. And, you know, they, yeah. they made Orange Cassidy said it. The one thing that he said was Chuck taught him that pin. So kind of it, it's kind of a little storytelling here where it's like, oh, hey, guess what? He was my protege. I taught him that. He beat me with the pin that I taught him. 
and also it hyped up uh, his match against Daniel Garcia for the Pure Championship at Death Before Dishonor. I liked uh, the fact they had Daniel Garcia in the back, like looking like awkwardly at the TV screen, and then he just turns and looks at the camera and gives a thumbs up. Yeah, I thought that was great. Um, one thing that kind of fell a little flat for me on Dynamite was the uh, AEW World Tag Team Championship Celebration with Swerve Strickland and Limitless Keith Lee. It was a matter of just them hyping up uh, rappers. Yeah, hey, Mark look, Sterling and Tony Nese interrupted this because they wanted Kevin Gates to sign the petition to get Swerve Scott or Swerve yes. Strickland out of AEW, which Gates obviously said no for. But the, the illegal man won the match last week. Why would they not go with that? Well, maybe now, yeah. Well, they, maybe now Mark Sterling could use that to his advantage. They Tony Khan, no, they're not going to. There's no way Tony Khan threw a fit on Twitter when somebody pointed that out. All right, listen, yeah, yeah, yeah. IWC Marks, get over yourself. Not, what do you mean he threw a fit, man? All right, good. I don't care about social media and what people are saying on social media. Good, but go out and hug a tree or something. Are you ground yourself Tony to the Khan earth to instead hug of? A tree? Uh, no, all these internet marks. Oh my god. Okay, you know what? You get the money. And start your own wrestling promotion and make sure everything – or just don't watch AEW. I could care less. I think – Whatever. Less. Whatever. Tony, Tony Nese got sucker punched in the face by Kevin Gates. Like, that looked like punch. What? Decent punch. Yeah, I think it was a, a, a shoot punch. <laughs> what do you think? It didn't look like he – it looked like he connected pretty hard. It did look like a good – I don't know if it was a work punch or not. It did look like a good punch, though. And then for the second time in his professional career, Mark Sterling got cake thrown in the face. Yeah, which, again, this so. wrestling industry, man, it's really rough on the cakes. I don't I don't, I don't I, I just don't get it. Mark Sterling should get Betty Crocker on his side. <laughs> See if they'll sign the pass. He could sign it, uh, uh, a deal with Betty Crocker. Imagine. Not only is the Major Wrestling Figure Podcast now sponsored by, you know, PBR, we're also sponsored by Betty Crocker for the heinous things that... And then Betty Crocker <laughs> comes out with a PBR cake. <laughs> <That's> great. <laughs> uh, 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 Christian Cage and Luchasaurus pick up a victory over the Varsity Blondes. But then, like, this whole thing was just kind of... This, this was, was, yeah. It goofy. was Luchasaurus controlling the whole match. And then uh, Christian tagged himself in, picked up the victory there. Then, unfortunately, we hear Jungle Boy's theme song. Yeah, they and should... he thankfully returns. I <laughs> hate it. I hate that song. I just can't stand it. Dave what? is like a big mark for that song, Tarzan what? Boy. I oh yeah, hate yeah, yeah. that song. In my car this morning, listening to, to whatever it is. Yeah, Tarzan Boy. You listen Boy. to this song too. But uh, but yeah, Jungle Boy no, walks down the ramp a, with a chair and went face to face with Luchasaurus, and then Luchasaurus steps aside. Back on Team Jungle Boy, Jurassic Express, back together. See, like, if they're going to do a match between Jungle Boy and Christian Cage, A, it has to be at All Out. A, you could have had this whole thing happen at All Out. Like, where Luchasaurus turns on Christian mid-match, and then he helps Jungle Boy get the upper hand and defeat Christian. I think that it was kind of like a wasted opportunity. It's just very confusing. Yeah. But maybe next week we'll find out why Luchasaurus was doing Luchasaurus, Christian evil Luchasaurus things. I hope he's still like evil next week too. But I, uh, to me, that doesn't make sense. I don't know. We'll find out. Hopefully, we find out next week. 
but the FTW Championship had an open challenge as Ricky Starks uh, defeated Cole Carter, formerly of uh, NXT. Two dimes. Brandon's so excited about this. Two dimes. Back with AEW. I heard he signed with them now. Well, I hope they're not. I mean, he could still use a little bit of uh, work, so I'm hoping his, he's uh, his a last, dominant. Uh, do- his last uh, experiences with AEW was getting knocked out by Big Show, I believe. Oh, perfect. Okay. Back in uh, October 21. Okay, yeah. Then uh, he, then he gets signed with NXT. But uh, you know what? Like this match was nothing. Um, the, the more of it was afterwards, as Ricky Starks hits the microphone. He says, "You know, he's you know that was his first challenger. Let's get another challenger out here." And who answers the challenge? Danhausen. And we got and, a Danhausen uh, impression from Ricky Starks, <laughs> which was outstanding. But Bravo. I think it's the funniest thing. The fans were so happy to see Danhausen, and then turned on the segment when they found out they weren't going to see Danhausen wrestle. I know, and, and Ricky Starks like comment. He comments to all of them. He's like, "Yeah, yep, you you'll see it, it on, on TV, TV next relax. week." Huh? Yeah, That's, it was <laughs> yeah, so funny because it was like almost instantly they were like heavily booing that segment. So we spoke about it last week. The like. Not using Hookhausen a lot. We really haven't seen Hook on AEW programming that much. Yeah. So like now next week you have. I think he Hook's... might have been. He might have popped up on Rampage last week. Oh yeah, they're like, oh yeah, what have you been doing yourself? And she's like, and just walked away. Yeah. But so now we have you know a member of Hookhausen against a member of Team FTW who Hook is uh, a member of as well. Oh yeah. So maybe I maybe. Oh man, and then they they they're gonna have that match. When is that match? What? Dynamite or is that Rampage? Dynamite. So live Dynamite. on Dynamite, they're going to have uh, the big thing where Hook shows up and then they do the whole mega power handshake between Hookhausen. <laughs> Taz is like, my boy, what is he doing? <laughs> and then, hey, maybe it'll be FTW champion. Hook wins the FTW championship at uh, All Out. So not Danhausen? No, I don't think so, unfortunately. Ricky Starks has been kind FTW of like Danhausen. FTW Housen. As much as I love Danhausen, and I think it would be hilarious. And he's like, I love he comes out. He's like, he's like, it's Danhausen. He goes, Hey Rick, it's Danhausen. Hey, how's it going? So good. Uh, next up, they have a big two out of three falls match. Did you watch like the little like three minute video? Wait, two out of three falls match. Two out of three falls match at Death Before Dishonor. The F- FTR coming out and cutting a heated promo. It was announced last week, AEW had a video posted on their YouTube page, sit down between the Briscoes and FTR, said they want to face each other, two out of three falls, they handshake, they're about to do a toast with a really expensive bottle of tequila, the Briscoes uh, dump it out. They'd rather drink probably moonshine, not classy tequila. Um, but anyway, Dax Hartwood, Cash Wheeler come out, cut a heated promo. You know, uh, Dax talks about who's, the, I think, maybe one of the most over-wrestlers. Of 2022. 100%. Uh, 100%. Talks about how there was this, you know, five-year-old girl who had a heart problem. She goes back. She goes back to the doctor a couple years later, and there's no hole in heart. She fought. He said, this weekend, I'm going to fight like that eight-year-old girl. Eight-year-old girl ends up being Dax's daughter. Um, So another way that you can kind of get a sort of a personal connection with FTR about this um, and it just makes you want to, and then he says, Briscoe's, I'm going to beat your ass. Stop guys out. That's it. So no more talking. It's only fighting coming this Saturday from Lowell, Massachusetts for FTR. Um, you have, I feel like this is a very tag team laden yeah. dynamite this week. 
um, as you had tag team action between Athena and Willow Nightingale facing off against Jade Cargill and Kiara Hogan. Supposed to be a six-woman tag. Layla yeah, Gray, but, for some reason, couldn't compete. Well, it's, yeah, because Stokely Hathaway got her banned from ringside. So, well, Stokely got Statlander banned. Yes, for smacking him in the head last week. Jermaine Dupree was randomly there for yeah, the first time showing up in, like, we, I haven't heard of him in, like, 15, 16 years. <laughs> Neither, there's so many, like, rappers. I guess Atlanta's a hotbed for, like, rap and R&B and stuff like that, so I'm assuming that's why. <laughs> so. When he showed up, I was like, what? <laughs> I know, I was like, Jermaine That was the Dupree. weirdest thing, man. And, and then... also, it's Jade's hometown, too. So, she, you know, she got on the microphone. And she's like, this is my hometown. I'm that bitch, that bitch. Oh, Jim Ross, man. That clip of Jim Ross was gold. Yeah, what? And then um... uh, Jim Ross saying it. Yeah, but then he – did you see the other one? So there's this uh, website I follow. It's called Two Minutes to Late Night. I've probably mentioned them before. They did uh, the Ass Boys song. So what they did, they did, they put the Jade, uh, the Jerry's like, yeah, she's that bitch. And then they played that Meredith Brooks song right afterwards. Do you remember that? Or are you too young for that? Is that like, I'm a, yep. I'm a yeah. bitch. <laughs> it's so yeah. good. I have to find it. I mean, Honestly, send, I think I'll the biggest thing from this match was Jermaine Dupree randomly being there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Jade, uh, Jade won the match by hitting Willow with the, uh, with the Jaded. So that's it. And then main event time was your barbed wire everywhere death match, which Chris Jericho picks up the victory over Eddie Kingston. So Ruby Soho controlled the shark cage. This, that, that I understand. Made absolutely no sense that Ty Conti and Sammy Guevara were not in that cage. I know. Well, Ty I, Conti I, runs down, brawls with Ruby Soho, and Anna Jay comes out. You think she's making a save. Boom, takes out Ruby Soho. Grabs the the device to lower the shark cage. <laughs> nobody told. Nobody cleared the area. A fan almost got hit with it. Ty Conti goes under it while it's lowering. And then Conti couldn't open the lock, so some of them slid through the bars. And Jericho Appreciation Society get out of the shark cage. They attack Eddie Kingston. You had Ortiz run down, Claudio, Wheeler Yuta. I think John Moxley was part of that brawl. No, I don't think so. Are you sure? I'm probably, yeah. Because, like, I didn't remember seeing John Moxley, but I could swear to God commentary was saying Moxley. I could just be, like, adding details. I could swear to God that's what happened. Oh, yeah, you're right. Moxley, Claudio Castanelli, and Ortiz ran down. But I don't remember seeing Moxley. It was, like, just, like, a big scramble, so I was, like, missing him. But Sammy Guevara runs down, helps Jericho win the match. With uh, the barbed wire, I thought it, I just thought it was a very bad match. I don't think, like, the match, like, I thought once Ty Conti ran down, then it was, then I mean, it, that then happened it, quite, it, it just lost me. Quite, like, pretty quickly into I know. that like, match. I know, like, like, it was, I like the beginning. Eddie Kingston runs in the ring, takes the microphone that's covered the barbed wire, and just starts microphone. going, like, that was great. <laughs> that was a great spot. But then, like, after that, like, they've been hyping this up, saying, this is the end. This is it. No more Jericho and Eddie Kingston. Mm-hmm. But the way that this match ended, they're, they're hyping it that this is going to continue on. And it doesn't have to continue on. Like, I told this to Dave the other day. It should have been Eddie Kingston hitting the back fist to the future with barbed wire, yep. knocking Jericho out, getting the one, two, three as the Jericho Appreciation Society looked on. Once the Jericho Appreciation Society got out of that, I'm like, I'm like this is moot now because now this is going to extend this feud. What are they going to do like a... Uh, on a shark tank, like, 
They're, what are they going <laughs> to do? A match in the middle of the ocean? Fans ain't like, chanting fight forever for this. By either. God, by God, Jericho, the, the Jericho Appreciation Society's on a boat coming to the ring. It's like turmoil booking. Wrestle here. vessel. Yeah, wrestle vessel. There we go. It's like, and, and it sucks because like the aftermath was was messed up. Yeah. So, really, really bad ending. Yeah, I didn't like it. And then, like, why does Anna J have to turn heel in this? I have no idea. Especially after just doing that whole promo, like in Brody's hometown, we're all here. We're we're not going anywhere. Boom, she's healed. Is she is she like healed out? Is she part of Jericho Appreciation Society? Jericho Appreciation Society doesn't need another female talent. Nah. Especially like like Paige Van Zandt's nowhere to be found. They they haven't had. She's doing MMA right now, so I think she's training for. So I don't think she's needed at all for that. For what? MMA? No, no, not Paige. <laughs> Anna J. Like, I don't think Anna no, J is not. needed I... to have turned heel. No, absolutely not. She she was over. She was over last week in her match. We praised her last week in that match. And now it's like... Because now what is on. it going to be? Another what tag you, what team match with Ruby Soho? Society feud with the Dark Order now? It's going to be another another tag match with Ruby Soho or something. Ruby Soho and who? <laughs> Ruby Soho and who exactly? Exactly. Because Athena's been teaming with, with Statlander. Yeah, like, you can't have Tony Storm because Tony Storm's doing that whole thing with uh, Thunder Rosa right yeah, now. Yeah, Thunder week, Storm. Fight, next, week, next week, fight for the fall, and Thunder is going to be defending her AEW World Championship. Um, so, you know what? That's it. I, they tried to – I don't want to say they tried too hard. I mean, they're the bookers, so they can book it however they want to. But for me, it fell kind of flat, the ending. You know, I thought the beginning. Of the Not match even had kind to, of. It uh, fell beyond flat. It yeah okay over. There's a crater in that main event. There's a greater crater, <laughs> a crater, <laughs> like, a cool crater. like a crater, like a you know a crater. And then like, but then like at the end, after all this like turmoil and like fighting and everything like that, then Eddie Kingston just throws Jericho the, on, onto the spider web in the outside. Yeah. So in some sense, if they don't continue it, there's it's like oh Eddie Kingston got got one over. He's uh he's got the one up. Yeah. So, but, but like, but then, but then he's gonna come out. I'm not. I'm still not happy. You know, I, I made Jericho bleed, but I didn't win the match. Jericho, I want like. <laughs> I I can't even think. There's only like one possible outcome for this, and it ends with an exploding barbed wire ring. No, no, absolutely not. That's not. I don't think that's ever. What else is there? There literally. What else is there? They'll make. They do an ultra violent match. Man, I mean Eddie Kingston. Dude, come on. Eddie, I don't I mean, want to. Eddie see Kingston that. has uh, partaken in his fair yeah, share but, of. Uh, Hardcore death matches, so. And so is Jericho. Facing Nick Gage. And through glass. <laughs> that was awesome. But anyway, so that was, uh, Fighter Fest is finally over. Hallelujah. Next week, fight for the Fallen. Um, hopefully there'll be more sharks. Um, we forgot about Sharky, the shark that was, uh, hanging out at, uh, the commentary table. Was it, was it Chompy? Chompy, that was it. Sorry. My apologies. But. Taz anyway, acting afraid have... of the shark was really funny. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> but uh, this Saturday, live from Lowell, Massachusetts, uh, Ring of Honor, their rebirth, you can kind of say, continues as they have Death Before Dishonor 2022. Their uh, new logo uh, annoys what? me. The new Ring of Honor what? logo. The way the I R like dips down it's and the way than the, the, H the dips tribal down. BS. I like Go the ahead, old I... Ring of Honor's logo. Like the old, old one or the one that looks like a tribal logo? Uh, some bras getting on some uh, nineteen year old bro and uh, you know in his fraternity is getting on, on his arm. 
Yeah, I like that. The, um, the, the, I'm not a fan of it. The circle ones. I'm not. Uh, I'm not a fan of it. I it, it kind of plays to the original Ring of Honor logo a little bit. Um, but anyway, uh, and that have... one I liked. It, I mean, it is. It really is the original logo. It's just not italicized. <laughs> so that's okay. why it's like it. I mean, to me, it just bothers me that it hangs down on the, the it, R and the it, H. It, 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 it has some sort of affiliation with all elite wrestling. It, no, it's just it, it's like visually bothersome to me. I think it's fine. I think all their imaging and bumpers and stuff like that look really cool. Anyway, let's stop worrying about that. Like uh, like typical IWC people here, uh, we got some great wrestling. Pre-show match, you're gonna have Allison K face off against Willow Knight. Are we doing predictions for this? I I'm not even gonna be watching this. So. Oh, you're not. All right. Well, then I'll I'll predict myself and see if I'm wrong against myself. Willow Nightingale versus Allison K in a singles match on the pre-show. They called it the zero hour. Uh, Willow Nightingale, I'm assuming, is probably gonna go over. I would assume that as well. Um. You have Samoa Joe uh, defending his World Television Championship against Jay Lethal, who will have Sanjay Dutt and Satin Singh in his corner. Um, I want to say Samoa Joe here, but I feel like, you know, Jay, with Jay Lethal having Sanjay Dutt and Satnam Singh in his corner, uh, maybe he's got the upper advantage here. We don't even know if Samoa Joe, if Samoa Joe is injured or not, right? What is, where's he been? I, I guess they're kind of playing off the injury. Also, come... you said you didn't think Gresham versus Claudio would be the main event. No, because I think the main event Briscoes? should be FTR versus the Briscoes. It's two out of three falls. <sighs> their last match sword. is Her- their their last match is Heralds as one of the matches of the year. Was that um, that wasn't a main event, was it? No, that was Super not a main event. All right, right. The last one was Gresham the main event and was Bandito. the unification. What? It was Gresham and Bandito. Yes, it was. Um, I think FTR and Briscoes should be the main event. Apparently, you know, on the Death Before Dishonor media call yesterday. Uh, Tony Khan saying that the Briscoes have signed a, a long-term contract with Ring of Honor, so that's cool, keeping them in the uh, keeping them in the family. But I think FTR needs to kind of continue to go over until they get their all-elite wrestling tag team title shot, because now they're in like 16 weeks of being the number one contenders and not getting a shot. So you do think that, uh, that Lethal's going to win the television title? I think he has the advantage. As I said... I guess you don't listen to me. Um, Again, I have done, no. Sa- I, I just don't know where Samoa Joe is. They can keep him in there. Have what if guys- he shows up with a metal arm? <laughs> Imagine he shows up in the Lex Express. Why the Lex Express? Because Lex Luger had a metal plate in his for- in his arm. Oh, yeah. the the metal arm was a reference to two K nineteen, two K twenty. Okay, I don't Because in 2K20, he has a, a metal arm in the storyline. One For match which is going to freaking slap is going to be Wheeler Yuta defending his ROH Pure Championship against Daniel Garcia. These guys have done it before in the Indies, and it's been awesome. So to see them on a bigger stage like this is going to be pretty damn cool, man. Uh, we mentioned them recently, the ROH Six-Man Tag Team Championships. Wait, they you're not going to predict that? What? You're not going to predict Yuta winning? I know Yuta's going to win. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they've been hyping him up for so long, so I, I think Yuta's going to win. Um, the Righteous, Vincent Bateman and Dutch, will be defending their ROH Six-Man Tag Team Championship against Dalton Castle and the boys. Very uh, surprising to see that announced. Yeah, so was I. Because didn't we talk about – didn't you say, like, when they started, like, well, where are the Six-Man Tag Team Championships? They yeah. haven't been around. We have so, not seen that in forever. So maybe Dalton Castle and the boys – Win the six man because I think Vincent and Bate, Vincent and 
I think Vincent's under a impact contract now. Yeah, I don't know. I, I thought the the Briscoe brothers were signed with Impact. Yeah, a lot like there's uh, Impact's interesting because there's a lot of guys on there that are not signed to Impact, but they use them pr- prominently, and then there are guys that are signed as well. Like I know, that's, like I mean, Brian that's Mo- really the same thing with AEW. Mm. We don't know who's signed, and that's I really truly feel like the reason why they don't have programs is because they don't have everybody on the roster signed. Yeah, but like you know, like. Guys on the like real Yuta signed, Daniel Garcia signed, Samoa Joe signed, Jay Lethal signed, Gresham. You don't know who signed because they haven't mentioned anything about it. Claudio Castagnoli signed, FTR signed. Um, the women's championship as well will be on the line. Mercedes Martinez will be defending it against Serena Deeb. I think Mercedes Martinez will probably pick up the victory here. And that's it. Seven matches. I mentioned all of them. Um, apparently Tony Khan said that Cole Cabana is going to have some sort of involvement with death for his honor. So I'm pretty stoked about that. Or no. Um, I think he's going to be a player. He's going to wrestle in ring. Oh, they have, don't they have a a battle Royal or something too, or no, this is what I'm I'm looking on the AEW website and it just says those matches. Maybe they will have battle Royal. I thought they, I thought they announced the battle Royal. I don't know. Maybe I, I, and and you think Gresham's retaining the title? Um, audio uh, being yeah, okay. 100% signed to AEW and Gresham. And we, we don't know, we don't know about signed. Gresham. Apparently signed. He's currently signed. To, apparently on Wikipedia, he's currently signed to all elite wrestling. Where's the ROH champion? So um, we don't know anything, but also too, you have to now, now Jonathan Gresham has the backing of Tully Blanchard and the gates of agony and Brian cage. So Maybe we see bullet club, just, uh, bullet club. Well, what is it? Blackpool Combat Club. <laughs> Maybe we see them well, show up and back Yuta up Claudio. Yuta will be there. I don't know. Uh, what's uh, does AEW have? Uh, I mean, does GCW have any uh, shows this weekend? I'm not sure. That uh, that what's it called? What's his face? Um, what is this weekend? No, uh, no, the 29th. They have the people versus GCW. This is high. Maybe we'll see Blackpool Combat Club show up. So that'd be pretty cool. Um, but yeah, stack card. I'll be watching from home, um, and um, look for. Uh, I'm gonna say Gresham over Claudio. It has to be some sort of uh, dusty finish, hmm. with, especially with the the Tully Blanchard Enterprise being out there. So that's it. That's it for all the wrestling. That's it for Ring of Honor. Uh, we'll give a full rundown of all that. We got Rampage coming up, uh, and next week we have Fight for the Fallen. So pretty cool. And on that note, let's get to Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. All right, match of the week will play into this heat wave because I think I always do that when uh, we ha- we have going on here in the Northeast. Uh, everybody stay hydrated, stay cool. Uh, but we're gonna pull one from Heat Wave '99. Rob Van Dam and Jerry Lynn defeating the Impact players of Lance Storm and Just Incredible in the main event. Uh, go check that out. You can probably watch a heavily edited version of it on Peacock. I don't uh, know if, yeah. it's, it's, wave... if that's something that's edited. But, what? like, I was watching a, a video and somebody was saying that it was the guy that that edited stuff for WWE Network. Mm-hmm. And he was talking about how him and his crew had to go in and edit every single New Jack match. Because oh, obviously they didn't have the rights to the the song, and it was playing throughout the whole yeah. match. Obviously, 
And he was like, thank God we had Joey Siles on a separate line. On a separate track, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So they were able to do that, and then they had to actually go in and become Foley artists, where they <laughs> they were like, well, this sounds like this, and this sounds like that, where it's like weapon hits and stuff. Yeah. And I went back and listened to it, and it's like, oh, well, yeah, you could definitely hear that these aren't actual weapons and stuff. So yeah. I thought that was very interesting. Yeah. So go watch it back. Rob Van Dam, Jerry Lynn versus the Impact Players from Heat Wave 99. And on that note, Brandon, who are you shouting out? Hey there, Hiff. We should listen to Brandon's shoutouts. The first shoutout goes to Only Murders in the Building, which I spoke about last year when Season 1 came out. Half of Season 2 is out right now. Uh, if all the episodes were out, I probably would have watched it in one sitting. But Selena Gomez, Martin Short, and Steve Martin starred it. I think they work so incredibly well together. Have you seen any of these shows or no? No, yeah. I don't really watch TV. I'm almost so done good. with Stranger Things. Do you have Hulu or no? I do have Hulu, but that's it's a really not my... good show. I know, but that's not my cup of tea. Murder mystery. What do you mean? I'm not a murder mystery guy. Well, the next shout-out goes to The Miz, because he was in the All-Star Celebrity Softball game, which I thought was really cool. Did you watch it at all or no? Um, what was that, Monday? Uh, no, that was a well, home run derby. I watched it on Monday, but it was, like, over the weekend? No, I watched some of the – I um, I had Carve Your Niche band practice on Monday. Oh. Yeah, Carve Your Niche is back. We're back, a Carve Your Niche story. But uh, I watched half the home run derby, and saw Pujols losing. Then I get a text message, oh, my God, Albert Pujols. But – all right, I continue. guess he won, right? No, Juan. Oh, so this Juan is like Soto Juan Soto, who you know was like three days before the All Star game was offered like a fifteen year, four hundred and forty million dollar contract, and he declined it. And then like he, then they're like, oh yeah, the Nationals didn't pay for fl- his flight to get to the home run derby. Oh yeah, guess what? He wins the home run derby, rigged. Come on, hmm. you kidding me? Now he's gonna be the biggest storyline going into the trade deadline. The biggest storyline. Yeah. Well. When I when I tuned into the celebrity All Star baseball game, Miz was catching, and then he goes up at the uh, the first bat. Uh, the first time he was up, he hit the ball center field, got out. Next time though, hits the ball, hit, gets a home run. He was also voted the MVP over Hunter Pence, and apparently he has the biggest balls, right? He's got big I guess balls. so. Yeah, and so then uh, Bad Bunny. Yeah, Bad Bunny was also part of it, and uh, Roflo mentioned Destroyer. No, but Roflo mentioned WrestleMania. He mentioned the wrong WrestleMania, but he mentioned it. So I thought that was pretty cool. And then the last up is an anti shout out going to WWE shop. Good boy. Oh boy. Have they screwed up? (laughs) When haven't they screwed up? They updated their website on Tuesday afternoon and it is just beyond hot garbage. Uh, uh, I I haven't seen it yet. Let me go through right now. It's so it's harder to navigate. Not every like they they transferred over and all their products are just missing. They're, they they didn't transfer everything over, and it's owned and run by Fanatics now. Okay, and, yeah, I see a Fanatic experience. And uh, so because of it, the Fanatics takeover, everybody lost their account. Really? And oh, everybody man. loses their points right now. There's an asterisk in that. So I contacted them. They bounced me from from department to department. Still no answer, really, because I'm waiting on them. They finally were like, "Oh, well, we'll we'll have an answer for you on uh, on the weekend or whatever." Basically, and 
over the past week the auction site was just like randomly cleared off and i thought that was fishy but didn't really think much of it and then this happened and it was just a huge mess ww shop in march of 2021 had like a big change where they introduced reward points and everything so people at this moment don't have those reward points so i don't know what's gonna happen i think it's a much bigger ordeal than it should be yeah very poor on ww shops end. i don't know how you have a takeover and not have everything already set up and it also seems like they're getting rid of 5xl uh oh! So, oh I'm, no! Not for I'm, wrestling fans. I'm sized out, man. <laughs> I don't yeah. have any more shirts on WWE Shop. All the shirts that I knew had 5XL on WWE Shop are grayed out. So oh, I don't so know. Just got a micro roller. I don't know what's gonna happen there, but those are my shoutouts and the anti shoutout. Now it's time for our. Yeah. is right our mark out moment of the week uh i want to say first of all the new wwe 2k22 dlc pack is out the whole damn pack and uh rob van dam singlet literally is a singlet he's never worn we had this discussion last week after uh, and his entrance is garbage but zaya lee is in that pack. And she is the only superstar in that game to have that augmented 3D graphic gimmick. Oh, really? Added to her entrance. So I marked out for that. But I got to say, MGK and Logan Paul are definitely standouts in in all of the the whole game. With what they added for moves and and how much detail they gave. Logan Paul, you know, he's got that little uh, the, the Pokemon card around his neck. Isn't it like a Logan Paul card now? Yeah, game? now it's a Logan Paul card, which is funny. It's very understandable that they did that, but the the MGK yeah. they added custom moves for him, so I think that's pretty cool. And overall, I think they're three of the best DLC characters we were given. Wow! But now on to the bigger thing, San yeah, Diego. So as I said, like you mentioned, Jesus yeah. Christ, man, what like? Not even like AEW really kind of like. I don't want to say they did uh, a fantastic job with their reveals. They're all right. But, man, like, they, they uh, AEW released. AEW oh, yeah, didn't have first reveals. Dance. What do you mean? I just yes, see they did. They AEW. had the Brody tribute. That's That was one thing, the, and we knew that beforehand. The CM Punk uh, first dance. Oh, yeah, that, that, the, yeah that's the pretty cool. But, like, you know, it's, it's not great. WWE said, hey, and Mattel said, hey, hold my beer, and just dropped, like, wow, heat. Um, I'm Preview retro- night. Preview night, night, we saw Dingo Warrior, which was so bizarre. One of the best figures Mattel has ever put out, I think. Yeah, for sure. AJ Styles from WCW, so we which is the silliest figure in the world. But like, people would buy it because they want an early TNA AJ Styles, and now they have a WCW. We don't have Air Paris, but but we got that early WCW or late WCW AJ Styles, which I think is really cool. But they showed off a Build-A-Figure of Doc Hendricks, which I popped for. They showed off a -a Build-A-Figure of Rick Rude, who comes with a DX Rick Rude head scan. Yes, And a WCW showing up 
with that that mustache cut, alternate head swap. Uh, happy Corbin coming with a, an alternative bum ass Corbin head sculpt. I think it's funny. Um, Johnny Knoxville's getting a figure. Yeah, Johnny Knoxville, who hopefully comes with a uh, uh, giant mousetrap or something. Chainsaw Charlie, you get a figure of. Yeah, um, stunning Steve, I pop for Mister America, which is like a huge figure. Back when Jax had the license, they were going to have the Mister America figure. And then, like, internet rumblings were like, because of Captain America, we can't do it. So well, I don't I feel know like, if that was ever actually the case. I feel like a lot of these figures kind of hit to more of the figure collector than right. they do, like, kids and stuff like that. Because I collect the retros, right? I've mentioned this before. I'm missing four out of the entire series. They dropped wave three of, like, the new retro line is all characters that should have happened in what was like the the orange card series or right. ones that didn't happen so you're getting usa lex luger you're getting tugboat you're getting doink which i was supposed to be a babyface doink and then you're getting rhythm and blues greg the hammer valentine then not only that with the retros you're getting a two two packs of nwo you get hall and nash and then you get six and you get hogan which is incredible i've also started correct collecting only, like, I, I've got weird rules. Like, in the wilds, like the Superstars line, you see, you've see you seen those. The ones that look like the Remco yeah. figures. So, they released, you're, you're going to get Rock. You're going to get another Macho Man. You're going to get a Mr. T. Um, you're going to get Earthquake. You're going to get Typhoon. You're going to get Rick Rude. You know, it's the Mattel Creations, I think today is the, the secret drop for the Cody Ultimate, which has unbelievable packaging to it. Um, it's going to come with his coat. People are like, oh, the, the, the 3D images are showing he doesn't have a coat. He apparently has a coat. So, very cool for Mattel. But, but like... He's dropping a lot of really awesome stuff. If I was still collecting, I would 100% be getting that Mr. America. He comes with that alternate, like, lifting up his mask, like, don't tell anybody yeah. it's me. I That's yep. a cool thing. Head you shrinkers... Head, yeah, you get with you with get, the alternate Samoan SWAT team chases. I think it's so cool. Pauly dangerously, yeah. Ruthless the, aggression. They have the, the ruthless aggression. Uh, Eric Bischoff and the alternate priest head from Billy Chuck's wedding. I, I pop for. I thought that, that was really um, cool. The, you get an ultimate Jeff Jarrett. Oh, that's an ultimate. Which I, that's an ultimate. Oh, Wave I thought that was an elite. Wow. No, Ultimate. You're getting an Ultimate AJ Styles. You're getting another Ultimate oh, Brett. Oh, that's why his hair is all wavy then? Yeah. Uh, it's get, funny. When getting, I saw Doc Hendricks, I thought it was Double J at first. You're getting a Mattel Ringside Collectibles Mega Powers that they have complete with, inter, with interlocking hands so you can do the pose. The uh, the the box. They come, they come in the box shaking hands. I thought that was funny. Yeah, I thought it, it was very good. As I said, and like, you know, then they show pictures of uh, Wave 2 Superstars, Undertaker, Ultimate Warrior, Ted DiBiase, Papa Shango, Mankind. So, like, I think Mattel did a fantastic job of appealing to the figure collector. And then Bill McKenna teasing the uh, that WCW setup that they have might could possibly maybe in the future be one of those crowdfunding gimmicks. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still waiting on my crowdfunding gimmick from last year. But they, I mean, it's they, coming. They, did yeah. you see the new box for it? It looks fantastic. Beautiful box. Yeah. Absolutely. I might just sell. I might. I might sell the ring and uh, you know keep all the the figures. So, 
Uh, really cool. I marked out for that. I marked out for I beat South Park the Fractured But Whole this week, so that was cool. Um, I had Carve Your Niche practice, which was fantastic. Yes, I do play in another band called Thration, but uh, it's the first time in six years that we got to play together. Um, it was fun. We had a great time, and uh, hoping to do it again soon. And maybe play some shows. Nice underneath the Carve Your Niche banner. Yeah, it was cool. Um, Legoland. It was I marked out because they had mini figurines of City Fields and Yankee Stadium, which is two cool. two venues and where also, I saw Paul. Uh, I almost said Paul Heyman. <laughs> Paul McCartney play. Oh, nice. Um, and that's kind of it for me marking out this week. So that's it. Marking out episode 598. Next week, we'll talk about NXT UK. We'll talk about All Elite Wrestling, Death Before Dishonor as well. Um, and maybe Dave will be here for a little bit. Or maybe uh, not. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, until next week, you can follow us on social media, facebook.com slash marking out, twitter.com slash marking out, uh, TikTok, right? It's just yep. marking out or is it marking out alone? No, I'm mar- marking out. Wow. All right. Marking out. And then uh, YouTube and Instagram.com slash marking out 11. Merchandise, prowrestlingtees.com slash marking out. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Chris Swingdog. Dave on Twitter at David DPDPT. PTDPT. Uh, whatever. It doesn't matter. He doesn't care. Um, you know what I liked? So I have to, before, before we finish, last week, like, you know, Dave t- takes care of all, like, the, the Instagram post, the Instagram, uh, stuff, and he posted on, like, the picture from last week, and then he wrote, so many comparisons from Jade Perez to HBK, uh, HBK and Triple H, I'm like, I don't see it at all, I'm like, I guess that, uh, you know, already broken skateboard, uh, you just ties them both together, but I stopped myself. I mean, uh, it's very much so. Yeah, because yeah, Triple H definitely hit. Uh, Triple H no, definitely hit it's not. It's not the storyline aspect of it. It's or I mean, it's not the the what actually happened aspect of it. It's the storyline aspect of two best friends, now bitter rivals. But that, but that's every storyline. Oh my god, that was like with Generico and Steen. You can make comparisons that anyway. Okay. Um. By the way, go watch Jer- Generico and Steen. Yeah, fantastic. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, com slash marking out. Thank you to Ring Rope Rebellion for our theme music. Thank you to Nick Matocho for our logo. Uh, oh yeah, follow Brandon at BTTG161. And until next week, we wish you the... Best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week.